You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. And we are here live, and we've got a very special guest for you. Um, She was born and raised in Los Angeles. Singer, songwriter with a particular inclination to soul, blues, and R&B. She shared the stage with Walter Trout. Sugar Ray Rayford and Tim Bogart, Dolly Parton as well. And she sang vocals for such artists. You may have heard of them, The Who and Paul Rogers. You know, not not crazy huge names. Please welcome to the show my new good friend, Miss Bridget Purdy. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on, Jason. Of course. How yeah. uh, how is that LA weather? right now well you know there's only one word to describe it 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 is sticky sweltering i'm telling actually that's two words isn't it well anyways it's sweltering (laughs) i I commend you for sitting outside well you know what it's a beautiful day um you know and why not right why not i mean we need still need to get some vitamin d in our in our in our system so yeah keeping it healthy I'm I'm enjoying the palm trees. I don't really see them that much. Um, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's there. You go. Oh, not here. I want to put it on full screen. Oh, that's great. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's get into your beginning stages real quick. I had a chance okay. to check out the website and YouTube and and some some of your work, and I'd love to hear kind of how you got into music. It sounds like. You started singing at a fairly early age. Oh, yeah. You know, I was born singing, and I was very, very, very blessed to be able to work with some of the, some of the best and legends in the business at a very, very young age. As you had mentioned, uh, you know, my parents always believed in me. And one day my mom was, you know, coming home from work in L.A., and she heard about an audition, and she just wrote that number down, and... She took me to my first catapult, and if you don't know what a catapult is, that means there's hundreds and hundreds of people attending that audition, and they're all lined up around the block, and it was for the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which is which is um, similar to Broadway in Los Angeles, and um, I was about 13 years old, and so I made the first cut, and then I made wow. the second cut, and so via that, I was trained by some pretty heavyweight um, professionals who also instructed many of the um, many of the performers who were uh, in Chorus Line and Cats and Andrew Andrew Lloyd Love Weber um, musical theater and so that was my beginning and um, from there um, at a young age I did red carpet events with um, you know Jolly Parton and King Rogers and then um, later in life but later in my late teens i did shows with um um, background vocals and stuff with paul rogers and various people that that kind of stuff you know when you when you are uh, growing up in la hollywood base you know we're very blessed and lucky to have many of those artists in our backyard right right what what was that like uh, you know, singing with Paul. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. Um, well, you know, um, he is definitely a 
a legendary rock star, um, a class act in all in all uh, regards. Yeah. In all regards. Yes. I uh, I saw Bad Company when they came through. I mean, this was at least seven years ago, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe even ten years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they played an outdoor arena type place, place called Walnut Creek um, in North Carolina. And uh, they come out, they start off their set, and he takes the mic stand and throws it up, I mean, at least 25, 30 feet in the air and catches it without a catches it without without a, a a miss at all like just i've never seen anything like that before well that's rock and roll <laughs> you know that's you know that's what a lot of the rock and roll artists do you know tina turner who is one of my um you know one of the people that i studied you know, via YouTube, you can see everybody now and learn yeah. and really, really study them. Um, you know, and she really knows how to work that mic. You know, that was one of the things that you know specifically that I Turner um, show. You know, you know, I know Tina. Tina had her had her own thing going, so I don't want to say that I showed her how to do, but that's one of the things that Tina Turner really knew how to work that mic. And so if you go back on all and watch a lot of those YouTube videos, it's, it's, the music is powerful, but the showmanship and the show and the presentation and how you, how you put that all together is, is just, you know, amazing. And then, and then the way you serve it all up on a platter for your audience, that's the real deal right there, you know? Yeah. That's rock and roll swinging that mic. <laughs> I, I remember uh, being at a conference a few years ago. Can't remember the guy's name. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, he's one. He's one of the one of those like celebrity live show coaches. He's worked with Taylor Swift and a few like well many many others as well. And uh, he he said this one thing and it always stuck with me. And I I started thinking in these terms a couple of years ago after I heard this, like basically turn, you know, record your live shows and then turn the sound off. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And you just observe and it's really, really interesting. It's almost like once you do that, you can't really, you can't really go back from that, that thought process because what, I mean, once you do that, there's so much, that just that you pick up on that you need to improve with or just you know, it, the dynamic totally changes it, that was a big thing for me to uh to hear that and I, I think it's the same thing that that you're kind of saying like so much of it is and I and I've got a musical theater background as well so I can talk to you you're on those terms musical, you're from a musical theater background as well yeah, yeah. So I a lot of all the vocal lessons that I had before I really started putting out records, that was all like Broadway, you know, kind of so like you, very- so you you're you know, staging is so important yes. in the way you 
stand and your power stance and the yes. way you present yourself and the way you hold your head and all that is so important you know and and part of those classes that i took at the Amundsen and dorothy chandler pavilion back in those days when i was 13 um that's that's what they taught us you yeah. know the choreographers um that's what they specifically taught us. They taught us CG and they dissected a song with us. And, you know, those are those are some valuable, valuable things on how to breathe life into a song, not just staging, but emotion-wise, telling the story and making it real. Um, my dance teacher during that time was Annette Cordona, but maybe some people might know her as Cha-Cha from Greece. So um, she, she, you know, she was she and her and i connected on so many levels because she is all she grew up um she grew up where my father grew up and so her and i had had immediate connection culturally uh, right. within the business and so she was able to share some personal stories and she she became a great great mentor to me what's uh what's your favorite musical uh Jeez, wow. There's so many. It's hard to, you know, uh, I'd have to say West Side Stories. Yeah. West Side Stories. Yeah, I, I would, can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Re recently, I think Jersey Boys, was, you know, not when I saw it, whenever it was, you know, however many years ago, but it's more of a recent show. That was, that was incredible. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know the the musical theater thing. Yeah, I remember Greece. I was uh, Kanicki back in long time ago. <laughs> I can so totally see you being Kanicki. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the thing about musical theater, it's the it's so great having that family because I'm an only child. So that was one of the benefits to me was being with the cast members and hanging out and everybody sure. gets really close and bonds. And then, you know, the show ends, it's really depressing, but, um, oh, you gotta have that cast party. Well, yeah. After the cast party, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know how it is. Like some of those productions you're with these people in and out, you know, day in, day yeah, out for rehearsal and run throughs and, and, uh, you know, um, you know, and that last that that rehearsal, what is it? The the Check dress rehearsal, rehearsal. Dress, dress rehearsal, yeah. Dress rehearsal, and so you know, all those sort of things really prepare you for really life and rock and roll, and you know, the blues scene and the music scene. You know, and and being prepared for those things, those stick with you, and you know, in 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 life, really, you know. Who are who are some of your major influences? Oh, you know, just about every female icon. <laughs> Everything from Aretha to Judy Garland to Julie Andrews to Betty Davis. You know yeah. who Betty Davis is? Mm -hmm. uh, to Tina Turner to uh, Shaka Khan. Um, you know, just uh, Linda Ronstadt. So many, so many. Etta James. So many. Uh, Etta James is one of my favorites. Yeah, just so many bad ass women. <laughs> yeah. What about um instrumentally? 
Because I know B.B. King was uh, a big influence from what I read. Yeah, B.B. King was a great influence, you know. I have so many different, um, you know, I listen to a lot of worldly music, too. I wake up in the morning, and um, lately I've been listening to Bill Withers. Yeah. And um, he's been a great inspiration to me. Yeah. And I had I had the wonderful opportunity of being able to meet him and, and um, spend some time with him. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. Um, right before his passing, I had um, pizza with a wonderful friend of mine. And we um, had pizza and... Um, and he told many beautiful stories about how he grew up and how he wrote some of those beautiful uh, songs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Ain't, ain't um, No Sunshine was like, I still, depending on the venue, if it's like a dinner crowd sometimes, if you're playing kind of those like more dinner theater-esque shows and things really start rocking later in the night, well, Ain't No Sunshine is like always the perfect song to start with well you know i like to really um look to cer certain uh, like bill was really uh one of the greatest prolific writers yeah and so going back and really listening and not necessarily um yeah sort of dissecting his his songwriting process and what he wrote about and and um the, a good song will stand the test of time and that is why now you know his song lean on me um is really um still or lovely day yeah you know those sorts of things people can still go back and they can find um comfort in those songs because they apply to everybody for sure they apply to the masses. They apply. There are things that we feel on a daily basis. So, regardless of social economic status, ethnicity, ethnicity, uh, no matter who you are, strip you all down, and those songs still will touch your heart. So. Well, speak, speaking of songs, you've made recently a transition from mm -hmm. uh, mostly providing vocals on stage, but now. You've got a lot of new things in the works over the last few years. Yeah. To hear about kind of how that transition happened for you. You know, um, I really wasn't, I took a very long break from music and I really was not going to be coming back. Um, a friend of mine um, had invited me to a jam and I was, I had put him off for three years. I said, right. I'm good. I'm good. He's like, well, come on. We'd really love to have you out. I said, no, I'm retired. I don't do that anymore. Because remember, I started so very young. I mean, the first time I set stage on, set foot on stage, I was five years old. And so, you know, and I was already working professionally really by nine and 13 and everything. So, yeah. um, so, you know, being in the business, in the business and, and, it's not the music that, that left a bitter taste. It was, you know, I've always had a love, you know, music has always been my true love, but um, it's the business that can really rake you through the poles. And um, so anyways, three years later, I decided to go to the jam, got bit by the bug. Yeah. And 
So I became, um, I became, um, Walter Trout was um, sick during that time, and um, he was having, uh, he was having um, a liver transplant, I believe it was liver transplant, and so the band was not working, and so my friend who invited me to the jam was Walter Trout's drummer, his name is Michael Lazier, and so um, during that time period, the band was not working, and so um, they would all, these monster musicians would get together, and um, they were called uh, Three Fat Guys and Some Punks. <laughs> and so they were playing, they were playing at this dive bar, um, and so um, they asked me to come down, and I was their tip girl. So they'd play, you know, and, and the place would be packed because these were like, whoa, these were some really heavy hitters. It's like, oh, they're playing tonight. They're playing tonight. You know, I mean, these yeah. are people, you know, um, Michael was on drums, and he played for Walter. Um, Drake Shining was on keys, and he had played for Joe Sample. Um, he has played for Etta James, and he's played, he played, now plays for Sugar Ray Rayford. Uh, on bass was Jamie Hunting, and he's played for Roger Daltrey, Van Halen, and the list goes on. And then wow. Frank Symes was the musical director for The Who. And so, <laughs> so Pete, the place was packed. Right. And so then, then they'd play, and then they'd call me up, and I'd sing a song. And after I sang a song, they, I was their tip girl, and I'd walk around, you know, with the tip jar, and I'd make them an extra $350 just in tips. <laughs> right? And so one day I had this really bad migraine, and I thought, oh, gosh, I really don't want to go, but, you know, I thought, well, if you don't go, you know, the guy, you know, the guys aren't going to make any money, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not going to make very much money, <laughs> so you really need to go, because, you know, you're the tip girl, <laughs> <laughs> and so I did go, and that night that I went, um, I went from the jam to being the tip girl. So from being the tip girl, this is what happened. That night, a magazine was there, and they came to interview my friend Mike. Mikey, I call him Mikey. They came to interview Mikey, and they videotaped me. And um, they asked Mike, who is that girl? Who was she? Oh, that's just my friend Bridget. No, like, who is she? She's got to be somebody. Who is she? I'm, I'm just, you know, saying, I'm just telling the story here. So, so, um, she's got to be somebody more than the tip girl. <laughs> she's, yeah, that's she's just more that's than the tip girl. Bridget. So, anyways, they call me up and Casey Reagan of Music You Can See, they asked me to be in the magazine. Uh, blues top 25 top 25 women in blues wow yeah wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it doesn't i mean it doesn't surprise me you you deserve to be there but you know just the spontaneity of that like that's awesome <laughs> yeah so um so casey says you know it's like the whole hollywood thing hello is this bridget yeah this is her um I need your bio. I need your website. I need your videos. I need a, 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 a long list. And I'm writing it down. I'm writing. You got all that? And I said, 
yeah, I'll get it to you. I had nothing. Yeah. One of those things. I remember I was just at the jam and then I became the tip girl. Right. And I was never going to come back to music. So with that, I decided I, I, BB King had passed. And then um, I wrote the song as a tribute to BB King entitled Lucille, Don't You Weep. Yeah. And um, I put that out via bluesy news the magazine that had put me in the top 25 women in blues and day one on social media it it had a, over eleven thousand views and 500 shares wow in one day and so from there the song went international and then i wrote a small ep i said well maybe i should write more music i wrote <laughs> I wrote an EP, and then from the EP, um, I wrote my first album entitled Still I Rise. Still I Rise um, made the first round of voting for a Grammy nomination. However, it did not receive the nomination, but I think to even make the first rounds was pretty pretty doggone good for, 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 the, for the girl that went from the jam to the tip, tip girl to the... F- top 25 women in blues then you know and then walter had heard me on the radio and he asked me to come sit in walter trout had asked me to come sit in with him um at one of his concerts so that's great that's (laughs) awesome yeah what um vocally over the years have you changed anything as far as mechanically because i know um, singing, like for me, just just me when I was a teenager, it's different than in my twenties. I was curious if you ever ran into any uh, bumps well, in the know, road, so to speak. Well, you know, good technique is good technique. So you always want to go back to what is good technique, because you know we are not like you know all, with all respect to uh, musicians. Guitarists can always change a string, but you know, your instrument, it's very important to take good care of your instrument and practice, you know, good technique. There's little tricks of doing things and making, you know, um, a very sweet sound, making something a little more, you know, gritty and dirty. And so knowing how to do those things properly are always a great thing, you know, um, I, I, I would think that, that my voice it, when I was 13, 16 was very much uh, more pristine, but however, the, the voice that I have now, um, is one that is lived a life, uh, and a, a plethora of experiences and those experiences have, um, brought, uh, a lot of emotions that are very real. Yeah. So that person at 16 was a very pretty, very pretty, it was a very pretty voice. However, pretty, pretty is pretty. (laughs) But when you can, when you can touch somebody's soul, it speaks volumes. Yeah. So, 
You know, yeah. I, I think it's Miles Davis that said, you know, to play a wrong note is insignificant, but to play without passion is a crime. Now I'm pra- paraphrasing and, you know, might not have, it might've been not Miles Davis, but you know, it's something to that effect. So. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. hearing that before. I don't know if it's Miles Davis, but I know, I know that quote. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember who exactly it was. Um, but while we're on this yeah. creative process for you, mm-hmm. what, what is that? What does that look like? Well, you know, um, the creative process is, you know, I really try to obey the inner creative muse within myself. I know that, you know, um, there's lots of things that spark my creativity. Um, life, art depicts life, and life is, is, is my canvas, so to speak. There are things that inspire me, and I say, ooh, I have to write that down. Right. Um, lots of things, you know, I'm a, I tend to be a social learner. I learn through speaking to people and friends. And so maybe after a conversation, I say, oh, I really like that topic that we were talking about. I, I think that would make a great song. You know, right. those sorts of things. You know, so, you know, lots of times people say, think that, that maybe that song was about me, but it's not necessarily something that I wrote about about me. It could have been about a friend. It could have been something that I watched on TV. I mean, art depicts life, you know, something that's interesting, something that's different, something that's peculiar, you know. I checked out uh, Rise Like the Water, mm-hmm. and that was, that was jamming. That was, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> what, uh, how did you write that? I wrote that with Dave Oste, and Dave Oste and I are just, you know, he is a phenomenal writer. So, you, you know, and when you have the ability or I should say, able to collaborate with somebody. It can be a, it can be a beautiful thing, and it's a give and take, you know, um, and, and so things can manifest and be even greater than you had anticipated if people can just kind of let go of the ego. That's another great musical quote. I, um, as a blues artist, I, um, I think it's Luther Allison. I'm, I'm maybe off today a little bit on who saying who, but the point is it's meaningful information. Let go of the ego and just play the music. Yeah. Just let go of the ego and, and just let the music create, create itself because, you know, music was here before we were even born because we are just really imitators of the music. The birds were singing before we got here. Right. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Where, where does uh, faith uh, play into your singing and creative? Uh, you know, you can get as personal at, or as little personal as you want. But I was just curious because you seem kind of like that ethereal uh, <laughs> s- spirit. Well, you know, I have a lot of faith. I'm a believer and lover of God and the Lord. Um, I, and I study a lot of different um, spiritual things. Um, 
I, I, I just recently started meditating and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And um, during this time that I've been encapsulated, it's been a great time to um, dig deeper and grow more spiritually. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's been helping me get through this, this little time, this little time period, um, you know, to each their own. I feel really strongly that I'm here to love people and not judge people. And right. everybody has their own journey and their own path. And, um, but I, I, I do want to say that I did write a song. Um, I have three children and I did write a song um, entitled be the lights and, um, and, and it's on my still I rise album. And um, I thought to myself, what would I want to tell my kids if I left this earth? What would be the last th the last thing? Because I didn't know if I was going to write another album. You know, I didn't know. Um, so I thought, well, you know what? And I didn't know my first album really. I didn't know. You know, I wrote. I didn't know if it was going to go over. You know, I just. Mm. I was just. I was in the mode of creating music. I wasn't worried about people liking it. I was right. just. I was in the mode of creating. You know, and right. um, I still, you know being in that mode of creation rather than the ego or the stress or the fear of worrying if people, people are, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so I wrote the song, be the light for, for my kids. And, um, and it was great because my son was in the studio and when, um, when, um, we released it, it was playing on the radio and, and it was so cute because he was singing along with it. And that was such a beautiful gift. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I read, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I read that somewhere. Can't remember exactly uh -huh. where, but <laughs> being a mother of three and how, how that has, it's, it's had to have been somewhat of a juggling act with the, the well, music yeah, industry. Life is, yeah. Life is a juggling act. Life is a juggling act with kids, without kids, especially in the music industry. You know? Yeah. Best and worst gig experiences for you without naming any names if you don't want to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, they happen. <laughs> I mean, they happen. Unfortunately, you know, um, we would like to hope that everybody can be on the up and up. Right. But, you know, not everybody is. And so that's part of the reason why I had decided to leave the music industry in the first place. Right. So, um, you know, and that's now you're back. I try to really stay in the positive zone. <laughs> I really, really do. And, you know, I really try not to even um, now even speak words of neg negativity into the air anymore. I really, really do. Any any memorable uh, gigs in the career? Really great, you know, moments. Um, well, uh, you know, last year I was in Colorado, and in this little town of Nayut, and it was packed. It was it was packed. It was by the rail railroad tracks, and. Um, it was in the summer and it started to rain 
and everybody was dancing. Everybody was wow. up. Everybody was dancing in the rain, and the groove was just right on. And it just seemed like we were all connected in the music in, as one. And that was that was beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, that was beautiful. So, future plans for you. Uh, regard, you know, I ask everybody this question, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we went live. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody really knows what's happening next. What What are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I have my new album, uh, Mother of the Crossroads, and um, just kind of taking my time and seeing what the future holds, and am going to release that. I've already released one single entitled uh, Blues Colored Woman. And that when I released it, um, it uh, received an LA Critics Woman, uh, LA Critics Award, excuse me. It received an LA Critics Award. Um, cool. Yeah, for best new single. And so that was, that was wonderful. And uh, I wrote that song uh, about, um, I, I, I went to this wonderful red carpet event for songwriters in, in Hollywood. And I had about 15 minutes to get ready. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I had myself a little pity partner party and that, you know, felt just like a mess and decided to go, you know, fix myself in the bathroom, fix my hair, fix my lipstick. And this little lady had handed me, um, handed me a towel to um, dry my hands afterwards. And I thought to myself, um, you know, how dare you, how dare you behave this way when you get to wear the pretty dress and she gets to hand you the towel. So I wrote that song, uh, Blues Colored Woman, for all the people who wake up every day are in, in survival mode, just trying to make it. And I wrote it about a blues color, uh, about a woman, but it really in actuality is just about everybody who's in survival mode. And I think right now um, we're all pretty much in survival mode. I'll have to listen to that. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got a, a fun little thing I do at the end of okay. each interview. And uh, it's just the shootout round, which is basically I'll say a word that's okay. history related to the guest. <laughs> and you just say a word or phrase back. At, okay. You know, just kind of like first thing that comes to mind and there's no it's judgment right. free it's whatever you know okay no right or wrong mm -hmm. blues woman it's cool rock on <laughs> jazz baby jazz baby jazz baby <laughs> piano oh piano man piano man yeah Man. What well, could be a piano woman too, but guitar. Mmm, shred. Yeah. <laughs> Drums. Loud. They're loud. <laughs> There's no knob on them. Sometimes they need to make a knob for those. Right. <laughs> Where are those knobs? I need to invent one of those. <laughs> 
Oh, it's called an electric drum kit, but okay. yeah, yeah, but you, we don't want to go there. Really. We don't want to go there. Bass. Oh, thump. Gotta thump that bass. <laughs> Live. Wire. Studio. Ah, fun. Studio's fun. Yeah. Ah, studio's fun. Mike. Hmm. Lipstick comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the most important one, hmm. pizza. Oh, my goodness. Pizza. Well, you know, I have to come back east to have a pizza. I haven't been back east, and I need, I need to have some east coast pizza. That's what, that's what comes to mind. Yeah, east coast? Yeah. 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 The last question that I ask everybody is if you could go back in time to your 15 year old self, knowing what you know mm. now, what would you mm -hmm. tell her? Everything's going to be all right. Keep trucking. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? I just want to say thank you for having me on here. This was lovely. I appreciate oh, thank it you. very much. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on. Um, yeah. We'll have the links to your new music and the new record. Yeah. It's out, right? Because it's not okay. out yet. No. Oops. Okay. I almost turned you. Oh, no. Wait. I think I turned you off. I almost turned you I, off. I still see you. Okay, I took this. I, I want to take a little screenshot. Oh, screenshot. Okay, yay! I took a couple because <laughs> I felt like I look geeky. All right, I can I can take them on my end and send them to you. Okay, all right, that was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have the links to your social media in the description box below. If you guys cool. are on YouTube. Or yeah. to the sides if it's Spotify and iTunes. Okay. This is the Jason Amico Show. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see you on the next one. Peace. Gracias. Adios.